tip top, tip top, tip tip top of the morn. Hello there, feckers, heathens, legions of heathens out there listening. Good morning, afternoon. What is it? It's a Monday afternoon, but it's really in the evening. This is Random Podcast with me, Mark Hayes, number 52, I do believe, September 9th. Here we go, time to gibber, gibber away. Isn't it great that you can just gibber your life away and who cares? Who cares? Because nothing matters and everything's fun. Isn't that how the old poem goes? What poem? Who knows? Just got off a flight, back in the game. Oh, let's start off. We got some sponsors this week. Let's get them out of the way. Shout out to Terry. Terry and her frozen bag of cherries. Do you like cherries? Are you hot on a cold day? Are you cold on a hot day? Well, Terry has the answer. Terry came up with this invention in 1876. Wow, good work by Terry. 1876 in Alabama, Terry thought to herself, it's as hot as a bowl of frozen cherries. No one knew what she meant at the time. People thought that she might have a mental defect. She'd been hit by a lot of rocks as a child. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. Sometimes it's nice to be hit by a little rock. Keep you in check. Keep you in check. I've had an old rock thrown at my head many a time back in the day. I was playing snow, snowballs back in Ireland. And there was not enough ice, really, or snow on the ground. And we were making snowballs, and, you know, I needed my snowball was falling apart. And so I grabbed some, some stones to kind of compact the snowball together. I didn't realize they were stones were hard on the head and face area. <coughs> um, but, uh, so I threw a snowball full of stones, and I threw that a girl I liked. Didn't mean to. That's what I told people after the incident. It was an accident. But I was like, I like that girl. Let's throw the snowball full of stones at her. So I threw and I hit her head. And oh, that she curdled out a cry that the kind you'd hear a wolf. A wolf after the wolf came home from work and found out that all his family had left him. They'd left him for a different wolf, Trevor. They left Greg the wolf for Trevor the wolf. Because Trevor the wolf had a better job out there in the woods. Greg the wolf left out a curdling cry of pain, anguish. That's what this girl did when I threw a stone-filled snowball at her. Anyway, that's what happened to Terry when she was a young young gal out there in Alabama in 1876. So no one knew what she meant when she said it's as hot as a bag of frozen cherries. She kept changing from bag to bowl, bowl to bag, you know how it goes. No one really knew what she was about, but... They listened and they suckled on those frozen cherries that Terry came up with. And they found out that if they if they had a bag of cherries or a bowl of frozen cherries on a warm summer day, it would heat them up. It would heat, can you imagine that? It would heat them up. But sometimes it would cool them down. Very confusing. No one knew what was going on. And then on a cold day they found it would cool them down. Sometimes it would also heat them up. Anyway, these bag of bowl of cherries, frozen cherries, they were a massive hit across the country. 
And now that our household name, Terry's Frozen Bag of Frozen Cherries, or if you're at a restaurant, you get a bowl of frozen cherries. Anyway, it's a house of bowl of frozen cherries. is the tagline that Terry came up with, and by God, it's stuck. And look at it now, sponsoring this podcast. So I'd like to thank Terry. Ter- uh, Terry's still alive, surprisingly enough. I don't know how they're doing it. Maybe it's just her daughter or granddaughter, and they're pretend- pretending to be the original Terry. Anyway, Terry sent in a bag of bowl of uh, frozen cherries, and I'm eating them as we speak. And I must say, guys and gals and gays and lesbians and straights, can't forget the straights. These bag bowl of frozen cherries, by Jesus, they really hit the spot. What spot that is, I don't know. I can't tell if I'm enjoying them or if I hate them. It's like love. What's this feeling of hatred inside? Who is this girl? Why does she make me feel hatred plus love at the same time? If you like that feeling... Uneasy, queasy, like your bowels are a bit loose. You can't control it. If you like that, then you might like Terry's frozen bag of frozen cherries. A bowl of frozen cherries if you're eating them at home. So make sure to check them out. Terry has a lot of uh, cherry cherry recipes up there on our website. Um, the cherry pie looks lovely. Uh, cherry and oranges. That's a nice little combo there that Terry came up by herself. First person to invent that combo. So shout out to Terry's bag of frozen cherries. They're as hot as a bag of frozen cherries. It's me, Terry. I don't know why they wrote that copy, but there we go. That's the advertisements for this for this week. I hope you all go buy some bags bags of cherries wherever you are. You never know. If you can do the stem thing with your mouth and the cherries, people find that sexy. I don't really know why. Does that mean that your tongue has great dexterity? Oh, I just figured it out. That's why your tongue, even a dipped tongue, a skillful tongue, tongue as they say. I can't even pronounce tongue. Tongue? Wait. Hey, everyone, look at my tongue. I hate to in America, people are like, you don't pronounce your th. I'm like, what's your You're like, 33 and a third. So then if there's a word without a TH, I overcompensate. Like, tongue. Thong. Can you see my thong, thong, thong? I was doing this TJ event the other day, and there's these people who kept asking me for the thong song. Hey, man, can you play the thong song? And I didn't realize they were on ecstasy. They were sweating and buzzing off their tits even though they were dudes there were some girls too and then one guy was like oh the molly's kicking in the molly's kicking in that wasn't probably his accent and then they started raving i put on a prince song raspberry beret not to be mistaken with cherries terry's bowl of frozen cherries and the start of raspberry goes one two one two three and these molly heads are yeah, coming up quite a sight to behold raving in front of me from two feet away they were loving it loving it don't know how we got from cherries to tongues 
Hold the tongue song. And we're back. Just got oh, and we're back and just like me. Just got back to LA. We're on the road. On the road again. We're on the road again. We're on our way back from Tempe in Arizona. We were opening. Myself and Magdalene watching. We were opening for Crystalia in Tempe and Brav. We're on the road again. Some laugh on the road to be true. We'd like six shows at Tempe Improv. Jeez, that club is unreal. Like a nice pair of pants, that club is unreal. Actually, has some laugh. The crowd's on fire. Big old crowds all on fire. All out for a laugh, a hoot and a holler. I was starting the show, then Mike was on. We had a local guest, Chappelle Lacey. And then Chris went and dominated for 45 minutes to an hour, however long it was. Jesus, on laugh. On the road is, as we say in the business, unreal. Especially with the people I'm on the road with. They're like, sound and a laugh. You just go to a different city. Some comics like to tour. I've got a buddy, Ian Edwards. He likes to go around and check out the sites of where he, wherever he is. This is me in Australia. This is me backpacking around Australia, up the mountains. Here's me at the local sites. What I like about our group is that we go to a new city, and then we go find the closest Starbucks, and then we hang out at Starbucks in this new city. And it's a, it's a real sight to behold. You never know what's going to be in Starbucks, where the bathroom might be, what's the layout, how's the coffee, do they give nice water, a lot of ice, do you have to, have to specialize the drink? There are going to be many homeless people outside. Are many people going to bother Chris inside? It's a real adventure in every new city. And then after a couple of hours of that, we might go check out Urban Outfitters. I wonder what the Urban Outfitters in this town is like. Do they have different t-shirts that we might like to check out? What about these shorts? Oh, I have all these t-shirts already. And then we might say, should we get another coffee? Sometimes we could go get another coffee in a different Starbucks, but maybe the same Starbucks. Maybe we might check out a local coffee house. See if their coffee's better. And then we might go to the hotel gym and work out. Then go back and shower. Get changed. Have a laugh. The car, the Escalade, Cadillac, whatever it is called, picks us up. Takes us to the show. You get to the comedy club. You order some lovely food. Everyone's nice. And you go in the back entrance and people ask for photos. Most of the time with Chris... Did they ask for photos with me and Mike before the show? No, they didn't. Then you go and you're in the green room and it's a laugh with the lads and everyone's mocking everyone and the banter as they say and you're eating some salmon or some chicken to bring you coffee and drinks and whatever you need. Then you go up and you do a show and the crowd laughs and they don't really know who the openers are. So they're all waiting for Chris but then you win them over. And then afterwards, they want photos. And they say, Jesus, you're hilarious. And you say, I know, but I knew that before. I 
don't need your validation, but I do. Please come back. Give me money. Give me your love and uh, buy my books. And then you do another show after that again. And it is a hoot and a holler. Although Tempe is so hot, this place is roasting in the desert. It's weird too. I thought there was like flying to Phoenix and then we have to go to Tempe and I was like, oh... Alright, and then there's Scottsdale, and you think they're all far away from each other. You think they're like, alright, there's like three different cities, probably within 45 minutes of each other or something, but they're all about 15 minutes away. They're all the same place, but for some reason they're all separated. Do they hate each other? It's like three siblings who no longer speak to each other. All very close, but it's not the same it's weird i don't know why and i was so hot and then oh i made a schoolboy error made one of the worst errors i've made in a while so where i come from in ireland you wouldn't say it's hot and then i came to america and it was so hot every part of me was sweating and it wasn't great but i had a buddy in america let's call him jimmy and jimmy told me you need baby powder and I said, fair enough, Jimmy. Sounds like a good call. So, what I didn't realize is that Jimmy was a baby powder pusher. Jimmy gave me the first sweet taste of baby powder on certain parts of the body. Let's call it the ponder pipe area and whatnot and everything else that might sweat. And oh, once you get that sweet taste of comfort after being so uncomfortable and in discomfort for such a long time. You're like, well, I can never not powder this part of my body or other parts of my body again. Or I'm going to feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown. So after that and ever since, I have to have powder on me body. Or I will start sweating and itch and feel uncomfortable. Another thing I'm addicted to is chapstick. Oh, these lips are smooth like Santana but I can't go a day or a few I can't go an hour without applying more chapstick they've me hooked if anyone does ever have an intervention for me it would be for baby powder and chapstick I'm addicted to both of them uh, so that's nice the only time I do feel like an intervention is going to happen is when I walk into the bank and I feel the bank people are going to be like what the fuck are you doing with your money? Why is it just t-shirts and coffee? And porridge. And Terry's frozen bag of cherries. So, I think it was a Saturday night. We had two shows on Friday. I had baby powder. It was all good people. We were dancing. Baby powder. Felt comfortable. Felt good. Getting ready. After the gym. At the hotel. Showered. Went for the baby powder. Oh, Jesus, we're out. Anywhere close? No, no baby powder anywhere. Not good, not good, people, not good. I was like, oh, all right, we'll use the last few sprays, few dust bowls of baby powder. Maybe that'll get me through. We get to the venue. Oh, I'm in pain. Mental anguish, but mostly physical stupidity. I'm like, it's too itchy. Can't think about the shows. I can just think about... Me ponder pipe and, and the balls, as they call them. So I'm like, no, nah, I'll be grand. I'll take my mind off it. I'll have a drink. I had a booze. Didn't didn't help. So I had, a, I had another 17. They kind of helped, but still on my mind. 
um, there was a dude there, a buddy, he was like a manager dude. He was like, oh, let me see what I can do. So he goes to the shop. I was, he was like, what you need? I was like, I just need baby powder. Just anything. A little dab. A little, come on, man. I was like a junkie. Come on, man. Just give me the baby powder. I need something on the balls. Jimmy's, he's ruined me. So he's like, I got you. I got you. So we went to the shop. You came back with baby wipes. And I was like, that's not baby powder. He was like, yeah, but this will work. Trust me. And I was like, it won't work. But then I was just sitting, waiting backstage. And I was like, oh, all right, let me try it. So I did it. Baby wipes. It made the opposite effect. It made them worse. It made them more self-conscious in my mind about them. Now I was itching and tugging and pulling and just dry humping stuff to take my mind off the lack of baby powder. You know how it goes. It can't be the bit of dry humping. Uh, so he's like, what about flour? Oh, no. First he was like, let me ask the managers at the at the comedy club. And I was like, cool. Came back. No. I was like, let me ask. Maybe the loo for me. But doubt. Asked the manager. She was like, No. I was like, okay, this is unfortunate. This is an unfortunate twist. I've gone on stage in a minute, and all I can think about are my balls. That's all I can think about. It's usually all I can think about, but this is in particular a lot of me thinking about my balls. So the dude was like, I, <coughs> he's like, what about flour? And I was like, here, look, this is a nice time to be romantic, and that's a lovely gesture to give me flowers before I go on stage. Make me feel good about myself. And he was like, no, flower from the kitchen. And that's when I went really dumb, people. I was like, hmm. It does seem to be a lot like powder. Maybe flower is powder. Maybe powder is flower. So I was like, all right, let's give it a go. Let's give it a chance. Because that's all we want. A bit of hope. A bit of hope in life. Maybe flowering my balls will work. Maybe that'll work. Every normal part of my body is saying, this is not going to work. Don't do this. This is dumb. But for some reason, some part of me was like, you know what, Merrick? You got to take a chance in life. You got to take a fucking chance. You got to go out there and say, I don't have baby powder. What's an alternative? So he came back with a glass of flour. Brought it to the green room. I went to the bathroom in the green room. I opened my pants. I looked down at the at the, the little guys. I mean, I looked down at the big fellas. Very, very big ladies. Wink. Very small lads. Wink. Um, and then I said, no, I'll just jump in. Don't think about it. Reminds me of the time I did a, I did a bungee jump once. Where was that? That was in Crete or Cyprus, one of those things. We'd booked some like holiday package and they were like, You can do a bungee jump and everyone was like, Okay. Then we all woke up very drunk. We were about eighteen. And we were driving to the beach resort area and it was like, Who's first up? And I was still drunk and I had no nerves because I didn't know any better. And I said, I'll go. I'm ready. 
And I went up straight away. Everyone else was nervous. And I jumped. And I was like, this is unreal. And I didn't die. Some people who were probably listening to that story was like, did he die? I wonder if he died. No, I didn't die. Surprising twist. Um, I survived to live another day. But I just went for it. I didn't think about it. Because then afterwards I was thinking about it. I was like, Jesus. Was that Dodge? I like to think about it after the event. Anyway, got the flower in my hands. I transported you to Greece right there. People will come back to Tempe. Come back to me in the green room in the bathroom. My pants are open. My head is wondering. Does it... There's a glass flower in my hands. What am I going to do? Dun, dun, dun. Tune in next week. Welcome back. One week later, I pour flower down my pants. Flowered my balls. The minute it hit my body, I realized this is not baby powder. This is flower. Baby powder kind of sticks. It disperses nicely. It's very orderly. You know what you're getting when you, when you do baby powder down there. This was just like, do you ever try and pick up someone and they go limp and lumpy and you just, you're like, come on, and their arms are down by the side and you just can't, they go dead weight. That's what happened when the flower hit my neither regions. They didn't attach themselves. They just went weird and clumpy and I kind of sat in my boxers and now I'm like, am I wearing a nappy? And then I was wearing black jeans, which wasn't a great call either, people, because you know what color flower is? White. White. So now I've got flower all over my pants. I flower my hands, and I was wearing a black t-shirt, and I was dusting it off, and I was like, okay, I'm covered in flower. There was flower down my pants into my sock. I said, did I, oh, my dumb brain. I was like, did I just not put enough flower? So I threw another bit on. Bad with judgments. I can never bake a cake. I always have too much flour, too much salt, too many eggs. Load of flour go into my boxers now, down to my pants. Now I'm starting to sweat because I can see on the, I can hear and see in the green screen TV that they've started playing the intro video. That means I'm on in about two minutes. I'm wearing tight jeans. I'm wearing shoes. I have to take them off. I have to get rid of this powder. I can't go out there. There's powder everywhere. Or there's flour everywhere. I wish powder. I wish. So I rip off my shoes. These jeans are so tight at the bottom. I'm like grunting like I'm pregnant giving birth to a child. Ah, get off. Get off me. I gotta dust you down. I can't go out there like covered in powder. Screaming, yelping for dear life. Get the pants off. I do like a shake them out. Just a cloud of flour. It's brutal. Flower cloud as we call it. Uh, now it's all over me. It's in my face. Some of my eyelashes. It's in my hair. People are outside knocking on the door. Are you okay, Mark? I'm trying to be calm and cool and collected. Yeah, just wash my hands. Just uh, uh, just uh, gathering my thoughts in here so I can make sure to have the best set possible. This is a great show prep. So I dust down, thank God I had some baby wipes. I dust down the balls, dust down my legs, dust down my face, dust down it all. I should really have changed the baby wipe after dusting down my balls first. But you know, you live and learn, people, you live and learn. Uh, please God. And I dust my pants off, I wash it, I have to wash everything. Then I get guilty, kind of late, but I can't, I'm like, 
oh, this is the green room, bathroom, I can't just be covered in flour. So I try and clean the floor, I'm on my hands and knees, scrubbing it like Cinderella and kind of crying. This is not how I life, thought life was turning out. Why am I on my hands and knees scrubbing? I'm not wearing pants. My balls are just itching out of spite at this point. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just pure mental spite. And then I eventually get them back on. I pull my pants up and then I run. I run for the stage. And I get in there and I get on and I dominate the show, obviously. But anyway, that's the story about how I flowered my balls. And let me tell you, people, I don't recommend flowering your balls. If you're going to flower your balls, don't. If I'd left that flower on, I think I would have came off the stage with a couple of loaves of bread down my pants. So that's a good flower story, huh? Bet she thought I was going to have some good stories because I've been all over the place. And now I'm telling you about flowery balls and not the good kind of flower. <coughs> um. So yeah. Don't recommend that. All although the road, some laugh, moving swiftly on from the flower balls. Next day, thank God, we went to Starbucks. I said to Chris and Mike, hang on, there's a CVS down the street. Went to CVS, bought the flower, ripped it open in, or not bought the powder, ripped it open in the aisle, and oh, I applied the powder to the body. And my body, it must that's what heroin must be like. Oh, my body was relaxed, and I was back. I was back in the game. I could rest easy, even though people at CVS were looking at me as I was just throwing powder all over myself into my face. I was eating some powder at some point. But it was worth it, people. It was worth it. Anyway, stay away from flour. And uh, I wouldn't recommend starting powder in or chapstick. Once you start, it's hard to get off. I wonder if that's like... I keep seeing people in LA with like face tattoos. I know people are like acting normal. Like face tattoos are normal. It's very odd. It's like, what? That's not normal. Why would you get someone to tattoo your forehead with an awful tattoo? What are you doing? It's very odd. Very odd. Or is it me? Is it me or is it odd? I used to think wigs were odd. But then I saw like so many people wearing hats recently. I was like, a wig is just like a hat. That's a great thought for you people. A wig is just like a hat. Uh, what else has been going on? Oh, I went to Austin too. Oh, I went private jet to Austin. Jesus, that was fun. Well, first of all, it's fun being back in LA. Because before I started this pod, I could hear someone... A girl was freaking out because her Tinder profile said she was in on the East Coast or New York and she's been in L.A. for a week and it won't change. And she was asking Siri, give me Tinder's phone number. She wants to complain and it's like, what are you on about? But then you realize, oh, this is L.A. This is L.A. and anything can happen. I heard a guy the other day saying, I could never trust her. She has too many followers. That's what the thought process in L.A. is like. It's a magical place. You can't trust a woman because she's got more followers than you. 
I fully agree with him now. I thought hard and long about it. I was, I was flowering my balls. I was like, oh, that's a good point. I can't trust anyone. That's that's my line of thought now. Trust no one, and no one can hurt you. Um, what has been going on? Oh, the other day when I was back, I heard a girl. There was a couple on a date next to me, all kissy kissy and touchy touchy and all that horrible stuff. And the girl just said to the guy, we can't go back to mine. My boyfriend's there. Let's go to yours. God only knows what's going on there, people. God only knows what's going on there. Here's another weird LA one that I tweeted out. I was in an Uber pool the other night. I didn't realize it was, but some dude was in the back. And he just looked like a wizard on crack would be how I describe him. He looked like uh, Frank Zappa, but he didn't really eat and he was disheveled. And he had a bag with him and we were driving along, didn't really talk to him. Next minute I heard some meowing. He had a cat in his bag the whole time. Just a cat in the bag, people. A cat in a bag. The cat wasn't out. The cat was just chilling inside his bag. He started asking me then, did I do, did I like meth? Was I into meth? Did I want to go to his place and smoke some meth? So that was a nice nice offer from the lovely chap in the Uber pool. You forget how well mental LA is until you go out of LA and then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, this place is crazy. Uh, some very embarrassing tales. I was in Austin last... Jesus, everything's blurred together. I was in Austin only a week ago, I think. Maybe Tuesday. Flew out in a private jet and a buddy's private jet. Oh, it was fun. Although it's tough on a private jet too. If you had to be pushed, the Wi-Fi was poor. At one point it got too cold and we had to turn up the AC. That was awful. Um, went to Austin for a charity event. Charity show. Great. Oh, wait, some laugh. Went with Chris and some other comedians. Some laugh. Quite the hoot. Then we woke up and we found out that some of us weren't allowed back in the private jet. For uh, reasons I'm not too sure. Basically, we got kicked off a private jet. And then we had to fly home first class. And let me tell you, people, that was embarrassing. Flying first class after flying private jet. Jesus. A lot of people are going to be very sad. They're going to be embarrassed by me. They're going to say, what? You did that after flying private? Are you going off the rails? Do we need an intervention? I felt poor, people. I felt poor flying in first class. I'll try my best not to happen. Let it happen again. Private chat or nothing. Private Hayes, they call me. Private dancer Hayes. If you need any dancing lessons, strip teases, hit me up. PrivateDancerHayes.com for all your private dancing needs. For some reason, that me joking about feeling poor on the first class. I remember this, I told a girl the other day, I was like, oh, I got to do my laundry. Or I told someone and they were like, what, you do your own laundry? It was like, yeah. And this girl before, I told her I did my own laundry and she called me poor and never texted me again. I do my own laundry. What? Pause, pause, pause. You're poor. Pause, pause, pause. Never heard from her again. So that's what you got. 
if you're moving to LA for any reason, that's the kind of stuff that gets you kicked off private jets. Being poor because you do your own laundry. I'm trying to think of what else. Anything else could happen? Anything else could happen? How long has been going on in this fine podcast? Right, for some reason I just hit a mental barrier. I'm not too sure what else to do. Oh, actually, I did have an Uber driver as well the other day. And he loved the fact I was Irish. And he was like, man, I got to set you up my daughter. I was like, nah, just by the look of him, I knew his daughter wasn't good looking. Does that make sense? Made sense to me. I was like, nah. He's like, oh, man, you're going to love her. She's very sexy and long legs. I was like, this is your daughter you're talking about, huh? He's like, yeah, my daughter is my devil's curse. Devil's curse or devil's gift to me. I was like, what is this? What is this small talk you're having with me? This is awful. I'm not a fan. Can we stop? Can we stop? Is that a possibility? That maybe we can stop talking about your daughter in sexual terms. While you're telling me it's the devil's curse. My daughter's the devil's curse. I have to introduce you to her. Oh yeah, that sounds nice. That sounds like my kind of gal. Uh, she's cursed by the devil? Hook me up. Does she like uh, flowery balls? She like a bit of an old bread roll with the balls? Bread roll hairs, they call me. Bread ball balls hairs. I do, oh, speaking of balls and stuff. I was at LAX flying to... Flying to Phoenix, LAX, like a peasant. I apologize, it wasn't private jet. I know, I'm letting the side down, people. The heathens won't be happy. But it was just packed. It was packed. Southwest Terminal, whatever it is in LAX, gets so busy and there's only one toilet or something. Huge queue. And there was this dude in there and he was walking around like it was a prison yard. He just skipped a whole queue. And he was just like, he just looked dodge. No one was saying anything. And then he just went to a urinal and he just looked over at the guy next to him. He was like, oh boy, that's small. And then he started laughing. <laughs> and everyone was like, what is going on here? Is this this, are they going to start fighting? What is happening? Why is he mocking this man's penis? He doesn't know him. Definitely doesn't know him. And he just started going at him like that. Thought it was funny, but also weird. It was too early in the morning for that. Um, all right, I'd say we've trickled out, people. We've trickled out the dream. We've come to an end, but it's a new beginning. Hey, if you want to, f- oh, check out my books. Actually, people are always asking me about well, story of the books. Three books. They're on Amazon. First one, number one on Amazon, Humor, Random, it's called The Adventures of an Irish Guy in L.A. Then there's Randomer, The Continued Adventures and Freedom, Before I Came to L.A. That's stories of me in Ireland. Uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, at Trickadu, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. I think I have to change that name because when I give it to people at shows, they're like, what? Chicka who? 
what's this chick who? And like, trick it And they're like, huh? And I'm like, trick it And then Chris and Mike are like, you've got to change your name. So maybe I should. Any suggestions? Because Marquez is gone. What to do? What to do? All right, people, don't forget to check out uh, Terry's frozen bag of uh, cherries. It's as hot as a bag of frozen cherries. Now you know where that catchphrase came from. That saying, that catchphrase. Catchphrase? Okay, my words are failing me. So that's nice. I'm slowly but surely failing away. Just deteriorating. But it's fun, people. It's fun. Oh, and if you're listening, I'm going to New Jersey with Chris and Mike. This coming weekend, so if you're about New Brunswick, I think the Stress Factory, we're doing shows there all weekend. So come along and we'll have a fine old hoot. Until then, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.